Hello and welcome to My Beloved and I podcast. I am your host and friend, Mercedes, and I am so excited that you are tuning in today. My desire for this podcast is to be wisely transparent about the true struggles a young woman faces throughout life. I want to share my story of salvation, encounter, and deliverance so that you can also begin to walk in your freedom. Welcome back to my beloved and I podcast. I am so excited to share with you guys and start this series um, this month called Single Kingdom Women. Um, And my first episode is titled I Am Single. And this came about because the other day, a good friend and I started laughing. I mean, we were laughing after we both practiced saying it out loud. I'm single. That's literally how we were saying it. And this is silly, but I think it really brought a lot of relief to both of our hearts as we started expressing what that really meant. And today I want to talk about what it really means to be single. What does it look like and what does it feel like to be single as a Christian woman? I used to think it was such a sad and lonely life every time I was reminded yet again that I was still single. But over the last couple of years, I've learned to love this season because of the lessons and all the realizations that came from it. Um, I will say that we all honestly have a choice in how we respond and react to our own season of singleness, but I hope that you will open your heart and listen to what has really brought breakthrough into my life. Um, Two years ago, I decided to end a relationship with someone who um, honestly is still one of the most genuine and kindest man I have ever met. The truth is that I ended this relationship after the Lord encountered me Again, I had walked away from the Lord and he encountered me and convicted me about returning to church. Yes, this man was not a Christian. And although he claimed to believe that there is a God, he clearly expressed that he would never, never, ever attend a Christian church or be part of a Christian church. At the time, I was devastated. I was torn. I was so conflicted with his response because I knew that not having that same foundation in our faith would inevitably lead to so many issues later on in like even our relationship short term and long term if we would have decided to actually get married. I had to make a choice and let me tell you it was one of the most difficult decisions I have ever had to make (laughs) but I chose Jesus. I recommitted my life uh, to Jesus as Um, And I remember like really promising the Lord, I am going to follow you and only you. And if I'm honest with you guys, in my heart, I have always desired marriage. Like I remember dreaming as a little girl about my wedding and having children. So it wasn't just, you know, desiring and and knowing that I was born to be a wife and a mother. Um, I knew that the Lord deep down inside, I knew that the Lord was going to honor those desires, but I also wanted to honor God. Like there is a sense of just doing it right before God, you know? So I remember saying, Lord, I trust that when the time is right, you will bring a man of God into my life. But I wanted to just be 
you and me for a little while. And honestly, that's where the name of this podcast came about, My Beloved and I, because it was a journey where it really just was him and me. And I fell so in love with him that the only way I could describe him or um, express who he was to me was my beloved. (laughs) And that's exactly what it, what it honestly, it means to be single. Um, And there's so much more to it, but it's such a precious time to share and grow your time and everything with the Lord before we have to share pieces and parts of us with other people. And, you know, in that case, that would be our life partner and then our children and then our grandchildren, you know, like all these people that will be requiring parts of us. Um, Being single doesn't mean being alone. It means like other definitions of being single and the real definitions of being single, I should say, is being complete, being whole, or being 100% satisfied and full. This means that the only way we can get to the state is through Christ. In Colossians 2, 9 through 10, it says, For in Christ lives the fullness of God in a human body. So you also are complete through your union with Christ, who is in the who is the head over every ruler and authority. And the beauty about following Jesus and allowing Jesus into our heart is that we get to not only experience the fullness of being in his presence, but we get to know him and we get we get to know his heart and his character. And in by knowing him and in that process of getting to know him, we learn who we are. We we start seeing who we are. So he provides and gives us the identity that he has established for us and removes the identity that was planted by our past or even by the enemy. So today I want to share, I I came up with three quotes that I remember like whenever I would have a conversation about singlehood and I would honestly just complain about it. These were like comments or sayings that I would hear all the time that would honestly like bug me. But now that I've been through this process, I realize how true they are. And not only have I realized, but I feel like the Lord has helped me understand why they are true and why they are important to understand before you even start a relationship. So hopefully you guys, you guys can follow along with me. The first saying or the first um, comment is, you can't get to know someone if you don't even know yourself. And I think whenever, t- every time I would hear this, I would be like, I do know myself. But let's, let's, let's talk about it because <laughs> this is true. I have a question for you guys to kind of think about. And it's, do you genuinely know yourself? Like, have you taken the time to analyze, dissect <laughs> your own personality your temperament, your demeanor, your attitude, the way you respond to conflict. <laughs> Do you know what your love language is? Mm, those are all great questions. So um, there are tests like, you know, for your temperament, 
and your love languages, there's tests that you can honestly like find online to help you understand yourself a little bit more. But why not allow the Lord to be the one to show you? A great example of someone who would always do this is David. David was, would say, search, search me, oh God, and know my heart. And he even went to the extent to say, test me and know my anxious thoughts. Like put me in situations where my true character, my true like essence will be pointed out, will come to light. And then he said, and you be the judge. Like you be the one to point out the things that are not pleasing to you and that are not bringing any fruit to my life. Because one thing is, you know, we're constantly being put in situations where we're tested, right? But one thing is for us to be the judge and say, well, you know, I responded that way because that person offended me. And we try to justify the way we are and the way we respond to the extent that sometimes we use the excuse of saying that's how I am that's how I was born or that's how I was raised but now the challenge is allowing the Lord to be the one who judges you know if we truly are telling the Lord Lord highlight the things that are not pleasing to you especially if we are in a situation where we are desiring marriage and we are desiring desiring relationship like highlight the things in me that are going to be an issue and allow me to really understand who I am, transform me, change me so that I can be ready and prepared for relationship. Um, and earlier in that same Psalm, David talks about how the Lord knows every detail about him, the details in his heart and his mind, even his physical body. Uh, we know that the Holy Spirit is the only one who can convict us in such a loving way convince us you know about the things that need to be changed and really transformation is always going to begin with being vulnerable um and by being vulnerable we are made whole when we allow jesus in and we allow holy spirit to start changing us from the inside out so the again this was one of the things that i was like i do know myself but do I know myself and am I vulnerable enough to recognize the things that are toxic in me that are that are inevitably going to damage somebody else and, and potentially damage or potentially even destroy a relationship that could even be in a relationship that is in God's will. Like, guys, that is deep. So that was number one. Um, number two on here that I included is if you are not ready for marriage, you shouldn't be dating. Mm, this is a good one. <laughs> I believe that our inward condition, who we are inside, will be reflected through our outward response and reactions. That means that first we should allow Holy Spirit to work in us internally so that externally we are able to be a witness of the transformation that the Lord is already doing and the transformation that is taking place in us. So what does that really mean to be ready? I think that there are basically, basically, sorry, there are basic accomplishments 
or things that are absolutely necessary for anyone um, to even initiate a relationship. Like, for example, these are like non-negotiable. Like if you don't have a job, if you don't have a vehicle, a vehicle to move yourself and the person that you're trying to like um, impress or woo or court, like I don't think you should ever even be considering trying to date so now nowadays i mean anybody 16 year olds can can get a job at mcdonald's right and any parent can just hand down a a card to their child but besides that you also want to be sure about your own intentions so i want to kind of touch on that intentions what are your intentions are you dating someone or interested in someone for entertaining purposes Or do you date someone because you can genuinely see yourself becoming a life partner and friend to them? So this is kind of where I draw the line of being ready. If you're not really ready to commit, you shouldn't be dating because it's only going to damage. And essentially what you're doing is you're playing with other people's emotions. And it will be a huge risk, a huge temptation for both of the people involved. Proverbs 4.23 says, guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. Choose to be intentional, not careless uh, when it comes to really anything. But of course, we're talking about relationships. Be wise enough to really analyze your own intentions and address the weaknesses in your life before bringing another person into your life. And this I wasn't planning on saying, but I do want to share this. I, this was something that was shared by, by a good friend of mine who unfortunately, um, had a, had to go through a divorce and there was a lot of issues, you know, um, I'm not really going to touch on that, but a word of advice that she gave me, she said, make sure that before you even start a relationship that you are aware of what your own desires and plans are and what your partner's own desires and plans are. Because it is not until you're able to feel like you have achieved what you want to achieve. Like for example, she said a man by nature will always want to be and have to be a provider and a protector. And if he feels robbed from being able to do those things, then there is going to be issues. By nature, a woman is a nurturer and a supporter. And I think as a woman, we are all able to do that at any point in our lives. But if we don't know how to do that, then there will be issues. So being intentional, being again, vulnerable and analyzing our own intentions. And I'm actually going to keep talking about intentions here in the next one. But understanding each other in that sense and being honest with ourselves. Okay. Number three, this uh, quote says, your spouse should not, or sorry, let me start over. Your spouse should compliment you, not complete you. So again, I always, I already talked about um, how the only person that can make us whole and complete us is Christ. So I want to focus on the first part. Um, Have you 
ever asked yourself what your expectations are for a significant other. Mm. I've honestly said it myself and, you know, in the past when I still had no idea what I was talking about. And I still hear a lot of women say that they will be happy once they finally get to meet their husband. Honey, that is not true. Um, it might feel like that sometimes, but Proverbs 18.22 says, The man who finds a wife finds a treasure. In other versions says, He who finds a wife finds a good thing, a gift. And he receives favor from the Lord. So the first thing I want to say is your husband is intended to find you. And if prepared and this, if he is prepared, but also if you are prepared, that person will be able to fill in the gaps in your life that are lacking and vice versa. So my mom once told me, you will know when you found the right man in your life, when you realize that both of your lives connect perfectly like two puzzle pieces. I'm not saying that they are to fix your traumas and your insecurities. I'm talking about the areas in your life that require support, just a little support, you know? So for example, have you guys ever seen couples that balance each other just so well? Like say one of the person in the relationship is an extrovert and the other person is more of an introvert. So they kind of like help each other. They help balance each other a little bit more. Or I kind of touched on it already, but based on our nature, the woman is a wonderful supporter and encourager to her husband, while the husband is an excellent provider and protector. There's balance. Balance and support will always lead to success in any relationship and so I think you know like the the season of singlehood is is intended yes to prepare you for marriage but we should exercise this again in any kind of relationship this will help prevent experiencing a chaotic and rude awakening when we do have to share life with another human so to summarize today's episode I want to say the season of being single is realizing that you have this beautiful opportunity to get to know who you are as a person. Get to know yourself. We are all such unique and beautiful creations. We're beautifully and wonderfully made in the image of God. But the truth is that we all also carry some baggage and maybe you have experienced some traumas and some hurts in your life. So this is the time to address those things. Allow the Lord to be the one who removes, restores, and just renews your mind and renews and and changes your your view on your identity. Because when that happens, you are not going to ever rely on anybody's validation um, to for you to know who you are. Does that make sense? So get to know yourself. This is a time to just draw near to the Lord. Ask the Lord to bring everything to light. All those little things. It might, it might be difficult to be vulnerable, but it will help prepare you to continue to be vulnerable with the person that the Lord will put in your life. And like I said before, 
I really truly believe that when the Lord brings the person that is intended to be your life partner, he or she will be able to fill that the gaps, not the voids, the gaps, because the Lord is the the Lord is the only one that can fill any voids, any needs of our soul, uh, the deepest needs of our souls, only the Holy Spirit. Um, so I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Um, in, in my next episodes, we're going to continue to talk about the season of singleness and what that means, how we can prepare ourselves. And I am so looking forward to this. So if you guys don't already follow me on Instagram, my beloved and I podcast, please give me a follow. Um, you guys are welcome to leave reviews under there. Um, and I'm excited for the rest of this month. Have a great night.